everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Watch List Burn Book. Woo! Whoop whoop. Um, if you are joining us again this week, thanks for coming back. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. Strap in for the ride. It's going to be a bumpy one today, just a little bit. <laughs> um, just a couple of updates. We want to thank everybody for coming to our Netflix watch party for Marriage Story we had. Yeah, really. Thank you. It was really cute. It was something we're going to do again because everyone who came really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, shameless hate mail plug. If you guys have any thoughts on some of the out-of-pocket things we say during any of our episodes, or if some of you guys... Um, who are listening internationally, want to come and say hi, come leave us a voicemail or a cute little message on our website on Anchor. We will drop a link in the description. We're looking forward to hearing from you. If you have anything really funny to say, we may or may not air it. It'll be great. We love feedback. We Mm. love responses. All righty. So... This week, we are delving into Marriage Story, the 2019 movie written and directed by Noah Baumbach that was aired and funded by Netflix. Um, It received a lot of hype from the Academy during award season, and then it was a huge um, Twitter meme on Twitter for just a little bit, (laughs) but... Um, it has gotten all of that hype for apparently addressing divorce and relationship problems in a very authentic way. And today we will be the judge of how authentic that actually is. (laughs) (laughs) We've prepared a little treat for you listeners out there. Uh, If you haven't seen this movie I bet that you've seen this scene. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's an infamous argument scene. And, you know, we thought that the episode wouldn't be right without it. So Jackie and I are going to give you a little taste. (laughs) Let me put on my bad actor boots and get ready for this. For our reading today, uh, the role of Charlie will be played by me, and the role of Nicole will be played by Jackie. Uh, Charlie and Nicole are Adam Driver and ScarJo, so uh, take that as you will. Here we go. Life with you was joyless. So you had to fuck someone else? How could you? You shouldn't be upset that I fucked her. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Do you love her? No! But she didn't hate me. You hated me. You hated me. You fucked somebody we worked with. You stopped having sex with me in the last year. I never cheated on you. That was cheating on me. But there was so much I could have done. I was a director in my 20s who came from nothing and was suddenly on the cover of fucking Time Out New York. I was hot shit and I wanted to fuck everybody and I didn't. And I loved you and didn't want to lose you. And I'm in my 20s and I don't want to lose that too. And you wanted so much so fast. I didn't even want to get married. 
And fuck it, there's so much I didn't do. Oh, well, thanks for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I can't believe I have to know you forever. You're fucking insane. Are you kidding? I wanted to be married. I'd already lost. You didn't love me as much as I loved you. What does that have to do with L.A.? What? You're so merged with your own selfishness that you don't even identify it as selfishness anymore. You're such a dick! I could guarantee Henry would be okay. I hope you get an illness and then get hit by a car and die! <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Me too. <laughs> and Steed. <laughs> Oh, oh man. All right. So after that uh, riveting scene display, (laughs) (laughs) it's time to head into our people we hate section of the podcast, which if you thought this was going to be an episode where we didn't rag on the film, sorry. This is not the episode for you. Don't know when there'll be an episode of this podcast where we don't rag on something. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, a lot of that, uh, a lot of the reasons why I dislike this film um, are largely because of Noah Baumbach himself. And as much as he wants to deny that this is about his life, it is. Um, and there's proof in that he forced Adam Driver to play a badly, badly, badly written, or maybe it's accurate. We don't know. It could just be how <laughs> Noah is in real life, but a badly written version of Noah Baumbach. Um, <laughs> it could be real. <laughs> Fingers crossed it isn't, but um, there's no guarantee. <laughs> There's no guarantee that Noah Baumbach is not that insufferable in real life. It's just, oh, it was so painful. Like, from the moment that the movie starts, I already, like, I knew I was in for a ride with ScarJo, but Adam Driver just, look, neither of us are Adam Driver stands, but I feel like it's it's safe to, to say and acknowledge that he's a decent actor who deserved better than this. <laughs> uh, 100%. Um, there is absolutely no depth in Charlie. He is so poorly written. Mm. Uh, Adam Driver does the best that he can with a completely awful script. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, I'm sure that I know people like Charlie in my life I'm, I'm actually very, very confident but <laughs> nobody is that insufferable <laughs> like I, I know people who are close but there's no way there's no believable way that Nicole could have stayed married to somebody like him for that long or maybe maybe there's something that she saw that we just as an audience do not get to see ever because I could not imagine 
You know, I don't blame her for not wanting to read her letter about all the things she loves about Charlie in that, I don't know, where were they with the mediator at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't blame her because um, for starters, I personally, if I was married to Charlie, I would have probably killed him about two months into our marriage and that's it. <laughs> Um, and then, <laughs> secondly, like, nothing on that, li- like, we don't see any of those things on that list play out in how Charlie acts, like, yeah. ever, ever. Well, I guess he's, like, neat, and it- <laughs> but that's it. That's about it, because he sure funny. as hell, sure as hell isn't a great dad. <laughs> like he he doesn't listen to his kid literally ever at all he constantly speaks over him he tells him what he thinks or feels or knows um or desires without actually asking hey henry what do you th- what do you think where do you want to live how do you feel about the divorce? Like he's eight, you know, he's not an infant. You can have a conversation with your child and not speak for your child. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know if that was like an intentional Noah Baumbach, like the troubles of divorce kind of thing, or if he really just doesn't understand how to have a relationship with children because that was not it like even outside of telling henry how he's supposed to feel and like what he's supposed to like like even when henry is speaking to him he just does not listen Mm -hmm. i mean granted he's always preoccupied with like other divorce things and like micromanaging other things but he does not listen and support Henry in the same way that Nicole does. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like Nicole also, you know, is working full time like Charlie. She is having to deal with a divorce and custody battle like Charlie. Mm -hmm. And still she finds (laughs) the time in her very busy life to still look after and parent her kid Mm -hmm. and support him. Like, Charlie's just like, no, he's my child. You're my family, my, my, my possession. And doesn't actually put in any work. Mm -mm. And like, on top of that, like he, I know Nicole in her letter says that she loves how he's always able to like find family and like create family out of nothing with like all of his other little relationships. But I feel like he never ever listens to anybody in any relationship out there no at all at all like her mom maybe <laughs> because they've got a weird relationship they, they just like butter each other up in like a very strange way yeah <laughs> it's just it was you know because there's having a good relationship with your in-laws and then there's having a relationship that's just uncomfortable with your in-laws like they were like besties who had known each other like they grew up together and I'm like it's so weird this is weird if my dad ever like (laughs) had a friendship with somebody I was dating or married to like that I'd be sketched out it's just uncomfy like 
Charlie and Sandra are both making that relationship uncomfy. It's just oh, oh, oh. the nicknames just mm. oh, that was so bad. <laughs> Charlie Burt, gross. Ew, I hated it. Um, it just also was wild to me that she helped him find a divorce lawyer and not her own child. <laughs> yeah. Like, Nicole found her divorce lawyer because of somebody that she met at work. <laughs> and, like, Cassie even tried to find her a divorce lawyer. Yeah. Like, she went around with Cassie to, like, what, 10, 11 different lawyers to try and find somebody? Yes. Because, you know, Cassie had already gone through that with, like, a nightmarish husband. And then also in that one, Sandra was still being super buddy-buddy with um Cassie's maybe abusive ex i don't remember yeah yeah there was something wrong with that guy yeah there was something there was something up there something up there where um sandra shouldn't have been you know having monthly lunches with him still still it's weird like (laughs) and the thing that like annoys me about the lawyer sitch too is that she actually gives him a decent lawyer Mm -hmm. which is more than he can do for himself because when he tries to find a divorce lawyer, he just finds a shark who is going to steal as much money as he can. Doesn't actually give a shit about anyone in the case. Um, and is disgustingly misogynistic, which is a whole other thing. Um, he's just gross. Like Jay, the lawyer. Oh, so sleazy so sleazy and nasty and his office is ugly that's it's my so personal ugly <laughs> his office is hideous i don't know whose idea it was to make it look that nasty but they did it and i don't respect it i feel like by then somebody said this in the watch party they'd spent all of their budget <laughs> so by then they just needed like <laughs> somewhere to crash i feel like it matches his energy anyway that office i guess i guess it's really chaotic and gross which is jay in a nutshell dated and a little dusty yeah yeah i feel like it worked you know and proof of charlie just making horrible horrible decisions repeatedly Mm -hmm. like fucking his stage manager I hated Marianne. Marianne was a nightmare before we knew that he cheated on Nicole with her. Exactly. You just see her lurking about. Oh, man. The way she, like, comes up to him during, like, that cast party. Yeah. That was weird. That was was so so weird. weird. In front of his wife. Like, girl, be subtle. (laughs) Honestly, that was, like, back when we didn't know, like, who Marianne was and, like, that he was in fact banging his stage manager like just the energy she showed up with was not cute Mm-mm, like she really was walking over with some some big this is my man energy in front of his whole wife mm-hmm. like i understand that y'all probably do that in the rehearsal hall but not right now yeah time and place not in front of my salad and then she like cornered him later like as he's one on a phone call and two in the theater and she's like yeah so we should probably keep having sex now that you're not married anymore and he's like dude i have so many other things (laughs) 
It was specifically like, we did it while you were married, so why aren't we doing it now when you're not married? <laughs> Which, like, I, I don't know. I guess there's, like, some thought process going on there, but I... Mm. not don't do that when he's on the phone with his ex-wife's lawyer literally you're giving evidence Nora can hear on the other side of the phone like Mm -hmm. and she already knows that the person he slept with was the stage manager so like what more fuel do you need to add to this fire Marianne also, why was her name Marianne? <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> She's just weird. Greta Gerwig, get out of this movie. <laughs> yeah, also I think a lot of this hate comes from the fact that that is in fact Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Sorry, Greta Gerwig stands out there. Uh, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for our next segment, we've got the exact opposite of our last one, which is the people that we love in this movie. And surprise, surprise, we've actually got a decent amount of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the other characters in this film are not all bad. Uh, so I don't know if I should credit Noah Baumbach for knowing how to write people that aren't himself. Um <laughs> or if it's just the actors who just did that with uh, what they had but the first person that we've got on our list is truly such a good character the love of my life <laughs> Nancy Katz <laughs> the evaluator oh she she's so funny I I was a little put off by her at first, which is I, I think is the point. <laughs> um, she is this very soft-spoken, very skittish woman who <laughs> speaks very slowly in, in a monotone that's really soothing after a while. Um, and really judgy, but like... <laughs> In a quiet way, like, <laughs> it's all about her faces. She's, like, very unassuming, but she's also, like, very easy to talk to. Yeah. It was lovely. Yeah. And her line delivery was just out of the park. It was so good. It just, oh. Honestly, lo- where was her Oscar? Frankly, where was her Oscar? Honestly, anybody on this People We Love list should have been, like, nominated in one things. Um, I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, Laura Dern was. And this was Laura Dern's movie. I don't I don't care what anybody says. Um, she was the best part about this film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just everything about her. Her costumes. Her character her she like took whatever noah D- bromba bombach whatever his name is <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> she took whatever he gave her and she like made an icon out of it and like mm-hmm. frankly the the lawyer that she was based off of was already pretty iconic to begin with but yeah laura duran just takes it to another level 
like she just I wanted to be her you know mm-hmm. and I don't I don't really have any personal desire to ever practice law but like I want to if I ever wanted to be a lawyer you know like she's the type of lawyer that I would have wanted to be she just always went for the throat yes always <laughs> no matter what the situation was if somebody like tried to go against her she just went for the you know the kill shot and she always had receipts mm-hmm. unlike jay who was pulling shit out of his ass <laughs> like she had all of the receipts all of the counter arguments any devil's advocate who it's nora she was so well prepared Ugh. she really was she, it looked like she had like one of those little binders where you've got like all the tabs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you've been like highlighting shit for like months just in case you can go directly <laughs> to what you need to know and what you need to like, whatever receipts you need to deliver. Yes. Uh, so good. There is also, um, I was not expecting to see him, but <laughs> lovely experience having Wallace Shawn in this film. Um, I love Wallace Shawn. I've always loved Wallace Shawn. <laughs> I think I will forever. Um, mm-hmm. A delight of a human being, truly. <laughs> He's so funny. I will say, Noah Baumbach can write some really good one-liners. And then he yeah. gave them all to Wallace Shawn. And then they were all yeah. incredible. Yeah, he got all of the good lines in this film. Um. The next person on our list, which I feel like is the person who acted his ass off the most and shat on all of the adults, mm-hmm. uh, Henry, the child actor, um, came to do what he had to do in this movie. I honestly was like, y'all are letting him show y'all up like this? Yeah. For real? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know... I don't know if he, like, has a coach, like, a private acting coach, if his parents are, you know, like, that kid was great. Out of the whole Barber family, he was the only believable one. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, kind of rough to say, but. Yeah. It was true. Because I, yeah, I'm like, I genuinely believe, like, this is a kid going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. And. You know, my parents didn't get divorced when I was a kid, but, you know, I always knew that that was on the horizon and it was, it's, it's a tough thing to, to grow up with like your parents fighting and you not knowing which parent you're going to go with and not feeling like you have a say in this super huge transitional moment in your life that is literally going to change your life forever. Um, And I think that he offered a really, really good view into what it's like for the kid. I I thought he was great. Um, And somehow Noah Baumbach wrote that correctly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but not himself. (laughs) Somehow. Like, even all of, I, like, loved Henry's little moments with any of the people that were working in those lawyers' offices, or, like, frankly, Mm. any of his little moments with, like, people outside of Charlie and Nicole and, like, anybody directly involved with their family. 
because like they were they were like little side things and you can only catch like one or two lines but they were just so pure and genuine mm-hmm. and he did so well in those that it was like refreshing to get those little like tidbits of something outside of adam driver and scarlett johansson screaming uh up next on our list we've got um the greatest second to nora greatest divorce lawyer <laughs> bert spitz <laughs> he was so tired <laughs> he was such a tired old man he's incredible i loved him so he was so funny charlie had no right to be mean to him at all at all Especially because he was the only one who, like, Charlie had that line um, where he was like, you know, you're the only person who's talked to me like I'm a human throughout all of this. And I'm like, okay, so if you feel that way, then why would you treat him like shit when he's the only person, literally the only person in your corner? Mm -hmm. Because he knows exactly where you're coming from. Because he's been you. And he told you that he's been you. Mm -hmm. And this is the bridge that you burn? Yeah. And it was over like getting shifty advice, but like everything he said was valid. Mm-hmm. And everything Bert said happened. Exactly. Like, like literally to the letter. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go and fire Bert because you don't like what he's telling you when what he's telling you is what actually is going to happen. He could have saved himself so much money, so much time, mm-hmm. so much energy. Could have saved him the second half of the movie, frankly. Yeah, because we wouldn't have had to have that painful court scene. Because they, you know, it wouldn't have been a battle, really. Mm-mm. Like, it, they probably still would have had some court, but not, not all of the all of the chaos all of those low blows and then their argument and then everything else that happened after that Mm, maybe we could have been spared that fight scene (laughs) Uh, what would we do without the iconic fight scene (laughs) i don't know but had so much more time on our hands (laughs) Mm -hmm. Honestly, we would have had more time for my other favorite character, Cassie. Uh, what a queen. <laughs> oh, man. She was only in, like, one scene, but she killed that one scene. <laughs> She's a fight-or-flight queen. <laughs> Cannot lie at all. So bad at it. Because her nerves just... <laughs> Which was so realistic. I mean... Your sister makes you give her spouse the divorce papers. Mm-hmm. I would also be like, "What the? I don't. I, I don't know what this is in this envelope, but it's not good uh, for yeah. you." And they're like accidentally giving it to him while like doing an English accent, like a terrible one at that. I got so excited because she was like, yeah, I'm doing Northern English accent. Because even though they are something to listen to, they are some of my favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they were both bad. Like, 
Adam Driver, who's supposed to be this hotshot director, was terrible. Um, Cassie's was also really bad. <laughs> oh, it was so bad, but it made that scene so good. <laughs> uh, now, <clears throat> for the moment we've all been waiting for, <laughs> it's time Ooh. to get into the hype surrounding this movie. <laughs> people on twitter could not shut up about this movie <laughs> oh my god i i don't even think i knew this was coming out like i just saw the scene like the twitter discourse mm-hmm. i had no idea anything about this movie that adam driver and scarjo were doing a movie none of that but as soon as that scene started airing on my twitter (laughs) i had thoughts and none of them were good i thought it was bad very very bad so bad oh god it reads like an acting one scene Mm -hmm. it it reads like when you first get a script and you don't know who you are and what your relationship is and you just sort of have to go all out even though you don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's real table read vibes. Yes. <laughs> it's a fresh table read. And not a good one. Like, I, it just, it, it's crazy to me that this was the film that made Twitter discover acting. because it was this scene and then it was also that scene with scarlett johansson's monologue in laura dern's office where she's like talking for six minutes and she's like running around and she's like blowing her nose in the bathroom and then she's like eating cookies and she's like constantly distracted and then twitter just thought it was impressive because she memorized and did not improvise like a six minute monologue (laughs) (laughs) Which is difficult, but, like, that's what acting is. Yeah, I'm like, we, people literally go to school and do stuff like that. Like, I know people might think acting school is just, like, oh, you just do plays, but, like, part of just doing plays is learning your lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for every actor, um, but, you know, <laughs> for a decent one who wants to make a career out of the profession um learning your lines is like the bare minimum yeah it's the bare minimum if you don't want to piss off the rest of the cast yeah like piss off anybody in production too like anyone that's not an actor because uh you know your lines are cues for people to do other parts of (laughs) their jobs um so like it's a good thing to not improvise on your lines um like that's that's what's expected of you so it wasn't impressive that ScarJo, a woman who's been acting for uh at least a decade now maybe more i don't really know how long her career is because i don't follow her um but you know somebody who's been doing this for a hot minute I would, I would, I would hope that she at least could memorize a six minute monologue mm-hmm. if she's done as many films as she has. Mm-hmm. 
And like what also kind of bugged the piss out of me about that is that everybody on Twitter was raving about how authentic and like I guess human everybody seemed in this movie (laughs) which was like wrong a because the script was horrible and these people can't act and can't you know be normal to begin with Mm -hmm. and b uh, what they were basing that off of was just the sheer amount of business that all of these actors did in these scenes which you know business like picking up you know futzing with whatever's in your kitchen or like going to eat or like walking in between rooms is not that big of a deal Mm -mm. but like if you're doing it constantly it's distracting exactly and it's completely like unmotivated and unfounded in anything and you could tell like Mm -hmm. in that fight scene and i know that this is a fact because i read noah bombach's words (laughs) But it was, you could tell that it was entirely choreographed because mm-hmm. there was just so much blocking. And, you know, people do move around when they talk, people move around in arguments, but it's not that busy. It's not that. Because it, it was like both static and active at the same time because mm-hmm. they would be moving but they wouldn't be doing much like they would just be in different locations but would basically stay <laughs> in a spot and then just after a certain point of the argument just like travel to somewhere else in charlie's apartment mm-hmm. um and it just one the way that the argument's written is just not realistic at all um Mm -mm. and you know I haven't been married nor have I been in like a long-term committed relationship but I've seen married couples argue (laughs) you know like I I lived with one I I I saw that's not that's not how people fight um they were they were having two different conversations yeah just that's it yeah it just there was nothing different or new or innovative about this in my opinion like I could have seen this exact fight scene in literally anything that I've watched ever Mm -hmm. I've seen better fight scenes in things that I've watched yeah and like frankly the concept of like two people being in love and like saying horrible things to each other and then continuing to be in love is not also a brand new concept at all like, like it, it, it's not it's not a brand new thought noah bombach you're not the only person that, like that has happened to it's just this movie is not as innovative or groundbreaking or clever as it thinks it is as whatever critics who were bamboozled into believing that it is um audience members who i guess have never seen a play before (laughs) um (laughs) like i felt like it was just people who i noticed all of this discourse from non-theater people like theater people watching this movie were like what is this (laughs) yeah and I don't even mean to be a theater elitist right now, but 
kind of to be a theater elitist. Can y'all just go, you don't even got to read plays. Can you just like watch a play sometime? That isn't Hamilton. That isn't Hamilton, please. Like any play will do. Just like, just watch a, just watch a play. Like, <laughs> we, we all know Romeo and Juliet. We've all seen a monologue that is longer than six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We we all know what it means to memorize your lines and stay on book. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, even if you don't want to see a, a play, those plays have been turned into movies. Like, they're just, there are better, there are better options than this. Um, or Noah Baumbach could have just written this as a play. And who knows, it could have gone to Broadway, like Charlie's, um, terrible production of Electra. Um. <laughs> oh I just this movie didn't deserve I mean I don't really put stake into Oscar noms anymore um, I haven't for years um, but I really the only person who deserved the Oscar nom was Laura Dern mm-hmm. <laughs> and she you know she deserved she deserved that other people mm, no 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 the best thing about this movie was the memes that followed <laughs> like i love using reaction pictures from this film because they're great oh god i cannot tell you how many pictures i have of scarlett johansson crying <laughs> And I use them in, like, the worst situations ever. Yeah. Or, like, out of context, Adam Driver just, like, red-faced with a vein popping out of his forehead. Yes. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's good. Um, like him that's, punching the wall. Yeah, that's good content. Just, it's not worth seeing the film to get the memes. I can tell y'all now, skip the film. <laughs> Just Google the memes. Frankly, just Google all of Laura Dern's scenes and just watch those. Supercut of Laura Dern. See your memes. Call it a day. Okay, so amidst all of that and all of our problems with this movie, (laughs) which there are a lot, it's extensive, you have heard. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few redeemable aspects. There are things that we did, in fact, like about this two and a half hour long monstrosity. (laughs) Um, So long. (laughs) It's so long. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, and I think to start it off, I think one of the things that was really nice was the camera work. Yeah. Um, It's, it's pretty. It's really pretty. Especially that gate scene where they're like fixing, they finally fix the gate and they're closing it. And then it's like those back to back shots of like Adam Driver and then ScarJo and then Adam Driver and ScarJo as it's like closing. Yeah. And they like maintain eye contact mm-hmm. even throughout the, the barrier, which I guess is probably a larger metaphor that he was trying to 
convey about their relationship, but I didn't really care about that. I just thought it was a really nice shot. <laughs> oh yeah, it looked really nice. Because <laughs> I could, I could care less about Noah Baumbach's symbolism. I really, I didn't. He was so. It was just so fake deep to me that I didn't. I didn't care. Um, but it looked. He has a good director's eye. I'll say. I'll compliment him on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's well lit um, atmospherically. And the way that light changes when you move from location to location, even city to city, um, time of day, like he's he gets a lot of the ambiance of places really really good like a lot of the LA scenes especially in the daytime are almost overwhelmingly bright um whereas New York is a little more muted cooler like the color palettes play really nicely together which part of that is (laughs) costume and scenic design and not Noah Baumbach Um, yeah (laughs) which costume and scenic design were great in this film um I think that they they did a really good job um, both in separate respects um, with fitting, you know, the environment, the clothing to the people. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job. Oh, uh, yeah. They did a great job making ScarJo look completely bland. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every other actor that I, every other actor that I've seen, <laughs> she looked just like them. <laughs> yeah, all those layers, the high waisted pants. Yeah, spot on. yeah, spot on. it was good. It was good. Charlie did look like some directors that I have seen. <laughs> I'm not gonna name drop because we would need to redact that name, <laughs> um, but I have a specific name in mind. Um, <clears throat> And uh, yeah, he looked good for, for, I guess, what they were going for. I don't think he was a great dresser by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but <laughs> that's a personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Laura Dern looked fantastic. Oh, in everything. Literally in everything. everything. She, I wanted her clothes. Um Giving her that pink dress with like the kick pleat in the front was perfect. It was, it was so good. And every jacket that she wore and then took off, mm-hmm. it was great. She really knows how to use an accessory like a prop. And that's good acting. Mm-hmm. Which everybody else in the film, uh, with the exception of ScarJo, um, was a good actor. Yeah, poor, poor ScarJo. She gave it a lot, but it wasn't necessarily great. Yeah, she's like that go girl, give us nothing meme. Except she gave us so much, but none of it was good. None of it was what we wanted. At all. At all. She just, she needs like a lozenge. I'm so worried about her voice. (laughs) 
Remember when we were paranoid that I had notes? We speaking, meaning me. Um, I'm <laughs> worried about her. <laughs> I don't know how she could still speak. Her voice is going to give out. All that vocal frying is not healthy. It's not good. Oh, girl. Do some, do some like, throat opening exercises. I don't know. You gotta, uh, you gotta warm up just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Acting advice from Evie and Jackie. <laughs> Our newest segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for our last segment. Our Michelin stars. Woo! And if you are a listener, then you already know our Michelin stars breakdown. But if you're new here, really quick, the Michelin star system is a rating system used for restaurants. So a one star rating would be a restaurant that is very good. Two stars would be one that has excellent cooking that is worth a detour. And three stars would mean that it had exceptional cuisine that is worth a special journey. (laughs) So, based on all of that criteria, we have decided to award Mr. Noah Baumbach and Marriage Story with a... Drumroll, please. A big fat zero. Womp womp. (laughs) This movie is not worth watching, even for the meme. It's just, it's not. It's exhausting. It is an exhausting movie, and it's not even fulfilling at the end. You just feel like part of your soul has been, like, ripped out. (laughs) And you're never going to get it back. And it wasn't even worth it. You didn't even get something good out of it. You just lost your soul. And even the the real big draw to the film, which would be arguably that fight scene, because it's, you know, what everybody knows, mm-hmm. that doesn't even come until, like, the last 30 minutes of the movie. So you've had to sit through, like, an hour and a half, close to an hour and 45 of just nonsense. Arguably, like, nothing happens. I mean at all in this movie but like up until that fight scene and then it happens and then it's like not even what you want it to be it comes in at such a weird time and it is so poorly done that you feel like waiting for an hour and a half for it wasn't even worth it yeah it really does not transition well like it feels just like a series of vignettes that were filmed just like at random times that just got stitched together at the last minute. Mm-hmm. That's actually spot on. <laughs> There's very little cohesion. It it like takes actual effort to follow. Like, I don't think this is designed to be a film that makes you think along with it. Like there are films that are created for that reason. You know, where you have to actively be trying to figure out what's going on and like actively thinking about what's happening and paying attention to what's this is not one of those movies. This is not Inception, where if you look away, you know, you've lost the plot because it's just that twisted. No, if you look away, you've lost the plot because the plot isn't there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's true. It's true. Uh, the first time I watched this, I completely zoned out. <laughs> and I somehow didn't miss anything. And then I somehow also didn't know where I was. Yeah, because it's not even, you don't even have dialogue that places you. Like, I remember uh, at one point in the watch party, like, trying to give Kaya a marker for where we were in the movie. And I couldn't because (laughs) there was nothing that, like, felt concrete enough to latch onto because there isn't anything. It's just... I just feel like Noah Baumbach wrote this whole thing at 2 a.m. Surviving off of like four Red Bulls and three cups of coffee and like a bag of Doritos or something. I don't know. Like (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing. Hang it up. Just hang it up. Yeah. (laughs) We're not saying that Noah Baumbach should give up writing, but he should give up writing forever please spare mm-hmm. us you and your you and your partner since y'all don't want to claim fiance um since y'all aren't actually married yet but they're engaged they're engaged but according to greta she doesn't like using the word fiance um because it i think she said it feels too fu- i don't know what she said it was some stupid pretentious artist whatever and i was like just stop like okay girl just stop um so you know they can go and raise their child together and leave the rest of us alone (laughs) please do please just leave us alone we've had enough 